Talking to my mirror like I love you so much. Curving all my critics like I heard you so what? You can't kill my confidence, I think I'm the man. Tally all the fucks I ever gave on my head. Lately I've been living like I can't take a loss. They wanna help me, that's what made me a boss. You can't kill my confidence, I think I'm the man. We don't give a fuck, that's what they don't understand. Again, like school season, I broke records while loose leafing. I'm coming now, my roof leaving. Don't give a fuck, I don't care. Uh, did the shit with my lonesome. No wonder now I'm on one. No shortcuts on that long run. All I really want is my share. Uh, get on my gut, on my tongue, it's nuts. Welcome back to the All Things Random Podcast. What's up, Jake? What's going on, Justin? What's happening? Not much. Friday night here tonight. Yeah, yeah. Changed up schedule a little bit. Yeah, fuck in. Yep. She can sit her ass at home. Another week, she can't come here. Yep. What's she doing? I don't know. Did you not get her phone call? No, I ain't call oh. her. Did you call her? No. Right. I wouldn't answer. Fuck it then. We have a guy here though. Yep, we do have a guy here. We have a guest today. Um, his name is Scott Wolf. Um, he's got an upcoming uh, CPL class um, being held at the River Raisin Sportsman's Club. Um, so a little bit of a bio on Scott. Um, that's not little. It's long. But he's uh, very well experienced and uh, is more than capable of teaching the class. Scott was born and raised in Adrian, Michigan, so he is a local. Uh, he attended Adrian High School and Lenway Vocational Technical Center. Scott was heavily into sports and bodybuilding. He decided that his biggest challenge would be to try out for the Navy SEALs. And in 1988, he attended boot camp and for the U.S. Navy boot camp. Um, the EMA school at Great Lakes uh, Naval Base. That's uh, Chicago, right? Yep. Yep. Um, then he qualified for the Navy SEALs and attended the BUDS. What, how, would you, how would you say it? BDUS class? Yeah, okay. BUDS. Okay, the BUDS class on class 167, uh, which if you guys don't aren't familiar with SEAL stuff, uh, that class number is extremely important to these guys. Um, where he graduated one of 12 uh, from original starting member of 78. Uh, after graduation, he attended Army Airborne training at Fort Bennings, Georgia. Uh, Scott then uh, was stationed at SEAL Team 3 in Colorado. And Coronado. Oh, Coronado, Cor- California. Coronado, California. On, California. It looks like Colorado. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Sorry. That's why I don't read. <laughs> Uh, where he served uh, until his honorable discharge in 1995. Uh, Scott is a Gulf War veteran that served during uh, Operation Desert Storm slash uh, Shield while deployed. Uh, Scott instructed firearms, explosives, diving, and VBSS visit, broad search and seas uh, to Kuwait, Bahrainian, and Qatari uh, military forces. Um, Scott was trained and qualified as in the military as a static line parachutist, uh, armorer, uh, ranger, a range officer, explosives, uh, land warfare instructor, training, cell instructor, U.S. naval instructor, SEAL weapons systems operator, basic advanced survival, invasion, resistance, and escape, uh, basic and battlefield first aid, um, earned expert pistol and rifle ribbons attended mid south institute of self-defense shooting uh which is one of the top schools in the nation uh, com- uh completing the m 
P-5 pistol uh, pistol and shotgun course involving uh, Q or CQB close quarter battle training. Nice. Uh, currently, uh, he is in law enforcement. Uh, he's a local law enforcement officer. Um, Scott graduated from uh, from both Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department Special Enforcement Bureau SWAT School. Uh, National Tactical Trainer Association SWAT School. He then was assigned and honorably served on the Lowey County Emergency Response Team for several years, which was basically our version of SWAT. Uh, Scott is currently the lead instructor for his law enforcement department and an instructor for Lowey County Jackson County uh, Consortium. He also runs the Lowey County Sheriff's Office dive team. Scott currently is qualified in these specialties. Is it called MCOLS? Yep. Okay. MCOLS certified PPCT ground avoidance, ground escape instructor. Uh, MCOLS certified PPCT defensive tactic instructor, knife defense uh, instructor, pistol, shotgun, and rifle instructor, certified taser inst- uh, instructor, uh, certified uh, verbal de-escalation instructor, uh, active shooter trained, or MS, uh, Michigan State Police active shooter trained, um, CPR, first aid, AED, and tactical combat casualty care, uh, patrol rifle pin certified. He is cert- NRA certified instructor on basic pistol. CPL and range safety officer. That's one hell of a resume. <laughs> one hell of a resume. Thank you for your service and all that you've done uh, to help further keep us safe. You're welcome. And Jake, we have a surprise. Uh oh. You have your taser? Jake? Oh, let's do this. <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> no, no. That, uh, that's a hell of a resume, man. Thanks. Yep. Hell of a resume. So reason why we're having scott on is is that he runs a company well him and his partner run a company it's called frogman 50 firearms training llc so you're the frogman obviously the navy seal and 50 is your my partner partner which is a police officer he's a cop yep that's probably why he's called the 50 (laughs) build the champs yep yep uh which is Bio's a little bit smaller, but he has uh, a lot of experience um, to where I would probably trust you guys to teach me. Dude, he's a high-speed driving instructor. Yeah, I, I, I see that. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing the yep. training right now. Nice. Oh, is that what they're doing? Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, yep. Uh, so um, with the uh, CPL class, um, it's at the River Raisin um, Sportsman's Club. This Sunday? Yep, Sunday the 25th, I believe it is. Yep. Yeah. And then you have a following class next weekend. Yeah, on May 8th. May 8th, that's what it was. That's what it was, May 8th. And then we're going to look at scheduling further past that once uh, me and Bill get together and figure out what we want to do. So they're just daily classes? Uh, Yes, it's an NRA Mm -hmm. uh, course, and it's eight hours long. The one I took was freaking a week, but it was like so many hours every night. It's horrible. Oh, they broke it up. Like, I just want one day. Yeah. All right. If we taught the full course of mm. classes that they have, it would be like 14 hours, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So we just cut it down to what is needed mm -hmm. and what we think they need. And uh, right. it's eight hours long, plus there's time on the range. Right. When I had mine, when I took my CPL class, that's basically what it was. They were, you know, NRA instructors and um, basically they went through, you know, everything that they felt that was absolutely that's on the test. They didn't tell you directly it was on the test, but they would say, hey, you might want to pay attention to this section. Mm -hmm. And then um, we probably did about uh, six hours class time, maybe seven hours class time, and then like an hour, two hours on the range shooting. That's about what it works out to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was it was it was good so um how long you guys been uh how long you guys been working on this project and and doing the training well between both of us we both are at our own departments over 20 years so we've been doing the training with the law enforcement for quite a while mm -hmm. and then uh, in the military i did it the whole time i was in too in the seals so um civilian wise uh, we just uh, went through training in January, so we put the business together, mm -hmm. and this will be our second class coming up. Okay, All right. And then we're looking beyond that to doing, um, we're just starting out doing the CPL to kind of get our in instructor chops, how you mm -hmm. say, yep. together, and um, teaching civilians instead of military and law right. enforcement. Right, so you and can't then, yell at the civilians like you're right. in the military. <laughs> no, you can Oh yeah, oh, yeah. got to be a little bit more professional. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll uh, look at uh, branching into doing more um, uh, defensive shooting, like moving and shooting. Uh, right, doing uh, changes, shooting from barricades. Right, um, magazine exchanges some, and some stuff. Three gun. What's that? Some three gun stuff. Possibly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rifle and pistol. We're <laughs> we're looking at getting into that and shotgun too. Right. But that's gonna be a little bit on down the line once we put a, a class together. Mm -hmm. Everything will be through our website, uh upcoming right. classes. Right. Um age old debate. CPL, CCW. Which is it? Clear this up. Clear this up for everybody that uh is listening that some I've heard some of you know, people that I know that listen call it the CCW. Um I've always called the CPL because that's, you know, what it is. What's the difference between the two terms? CPL is the actual certification and the class. Uh, for some reason, which I don't understand, NRA calls it CCW. CCW is actually the crime that you can get charged for. Mm -hmm. So I have no idea why the NRA calls it that. Is it, I, they just do that for like better marketing possibly you know, because ccw is better known yeah, concealed but it's carry weapon yeah yeah like that, that. cpl is the official term mm -hmm. that you use to get your certification right how how aggravating is it to you guys to hear that as a police officer that people call it a ccw you're just like no that's the actual crime um not as aggravating as it is to hear a clip in a magazine get <laughs> interchanged <laughs> that, that drives me insane <laughs> yeah 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 well a lot of people don't know what the difference between a clip and a magazine is it's right. like well a clip it's a little metal piece that holds you know, typically 10 rounds like SKS is used. Yes. Clips. Yep. You know, you cram it in there, stripper clips. You yep. know, that's, you know, that's how I've ever always known them in magazines going to guns and rifles right. to where, you know, everybody calls them a clip though, because that's what the politicians call them. Yeah. It's like, because politicians know. don't know what they're talking about. They don't, they don't, but they love to push policy well, the, for that. That's the whole, the AR debate. <laughs> it's all rifle debate. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking secretary. Right? Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's arm light, guys. It's, it's not. It's the manufacturer. <laughs> yep. It's just a black gun. Yeah. Scared of it. Scary black gun. Actually, all the guns I have are black. Oh. So they're all scary. Well, you're uh... yep. Even my wife's guns. You don't have no pink guns really? or nothing like that. Yep. Yep. No pink guns. She's like, don't buy me that shit. 
<laughs> yeah, people can see that when you pull that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, um, how did you guys get hooked up with the uh, Sportsman's Club? Uh, my cousin is the president of it. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and my relatives sense. have right. been members of it for yep. several years, and Bill was also a member. Yep. So yep. And it's close to home and a good place to right. train. Yep. Yeah. And I, I've, I've been a member out there for years. Took my hunter safety course out there. Uh, Jeff Street, the vice president. I've uh, been friends with him since I was a little kid. He's a jerk. <laughs> Dude was talking in my ear when I was taking my hunter safety course. Because he's trying to tell you how to shoot a gun. No, no. It was, <laughs> it was you're going to miss this. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little friendly encouragement. Well, because yeah. I just went and took my hunter safety course like three years ago. Oh. And like, yeah, he goes, I know you've been everywhere duck hunting. Don't say nothing. Yeah. So then he like hands me, I don't know what the hell he handed me, some shotgun of 1945. We had to shoot the clay or whatever. Yep. Like, You're going to miss this. I'm like, of course I am. <laughs> You're talking to my ear. You yeah. make me nervous. The barrel's bent. <laughs> Now they're good guys out there. I know quite oh, yeah. a few of them from yep. just being around town. Yep. I've met a couple of them since we've mm-hmm. been doing this. Yep. Yeah, they're they're it's a good good little club out there. Uh wish they had a little bit more area to where like the houses aren't. I mean, because they're you gotta you gotta be careful when you are shooting out there. Um I mean, obviously where the, the clays are, I mean, you're obviously not gonna hurt, you know, hurt anything, but if you which you shouldn't be shooting beyond the barricade, but if it round does go, I mean, Jeff's house is only, you know, right. half a mile down the road from yeah, there. You that's know? what he said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's kind of like, oh, sorry, Jeff. <laughs> you know, but, yeah. But, I, you know, I wish, you know, we'd be able to use like steel targets out there because I like shooting steel targets, the ping and and then exploding targets are always fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, always, always makes range a little bit Tanner fun. Right's always cool. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't allow it because people abused it and started blowing up the side of the hill. Plant, they were planting them inside the actual, like, into the barricade and then <laughs> shooting them and blowing. Oh, yeah, what are you supposed so. to do? Yeah. And then, you know, obviously like that video, that video, that dude that shot the refrigerator. Did you see that? Yeah. Oh yeah. The freaking fridge door. Like you talking on. about that FPS Russia guy? No, this was some hillbilly fucking kid. Oh, and like the fridge door blew off and he had to move and the door went fucking flying by because he had so much shit in the fridge. <laughs> There's this guy on, uh, on youtube and it, it's harder to find him now because he he got shut down but his name was fps russia and it was just, just some southern guy that put on this fake russian accent to do these uh gun reviews and stuff like that and he liked to blow up stuff you know and he always did like these big loads of uh tannenite and blowing shit up and um there's been a couple episodes where actually like the camera guy got hit with debris <laughs> and shit and like he had a dodge dodge a chunk off of a car or a truck that come flying by and it just barely missed them. And this is like crazy shit, but they were shooting a hell of a lot closer than what they should have been, you know? But I mean, you gotta be careful. I think camera. I've heard of him. I'm sure I've seen one yeah, or two of the well, videos. I'm sure you probably have. Cause he was probably about five years ago, six years ago. He was, he was pretty popping on, on Facebook. Well, there's always or, those videos of like, Hey, well, watch these idiots shoot. Yeah. yeah. There's always something. Yeah. Like a, a girl with a shotgun right up against her face. Yeah. Or the guy, <laughs> the guy holding the rifle like yeah. this and he freaking <laughs> blasts the butt in his mouth. I've got videos like that we show in class. <laughs> yeah. Found that, yeah. Some people are pretty dumb. Yeah. Well, so um are you guys gonna kind of try to use that range as kind of like your home office as far as running classes if they're 
So for the um the CPL classes and basic pistol. Yeah. Yes. Um, defensive pistol, we can do that too. It just uh, once we get a little more advanced, we're probably going to have to look at somewhere else that has a little more open room. Right. Right. Because better better backstop because right. those backstops are a little limited on what yep. you can do. Yeah. It should just fill that ditch in and just fill that all backdrop, close it all off. Yeah. I, I wish they had a longer range. I do too. I wish. Yep. Is, I don't know. Is there anything around the area a longer range? Do you know? I want to shoot a couple hundred yards. There's a I, what's the yeah, I don't is know it about that. Sharon Valley or Sharon Hollow State Range. Never been it's up there. Two hundred yards, I think. It's a it's a pretty nice facility. It was just redone probably about three years ago. They redone it, redid it all, and added stuff mm -hmm. in where you can go up there and shoot pretty much anything you want. Uh, the only ranges I know of is the one at Gus Harrison, but you got to be law enforcement to use that one. Mm -hmm. And then there's the one that we use. Uh, it's actually right. a gravel pit, and we're the only ones that have permission to use that. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, we definitely could use something longer, but like I said, the, I mean, out there, they're limited on space, and we're lucky to even have that. There yeah. are some other, uh, I think there's another gravel pit type place that one of the other shooting companies I know of mm -hmm. uses that, but they have to rent that out too. Oh, really? Another private area. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I don't think there's any like open pits around here to where that. No. Somebody would do something like that. If if there is a pit, it's full of water. Yeah. That seems like what it is. Maybe. I, don't I know. got a guy at work that always tells me, come on, bring your gun out. Let's shoot I, a thousand yards because you got farmland and then he's got something set up because he shoots all the time. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, let's go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, there's a couple <laughs> people like, well, Jeff Liskey, he's always trying to get me to come out there. He's got 300 yards. You can shoot with that. And then another friend of mine, he lives out on uh, Rotosiller, that the farmer, let them put up a backstop 500 yards out on the other side of the field that you can shoot at. So, but I don't shoot at 500 yards. Yeah. Don't really need to. <laughs> you should. What? Well, you should. Yeah. It's a good thing to learn. Well, it is. Right. <laughs> but what, now, uh, so what's your class? How many people do you normally have in your class? Are they small group size or the large? They've been small, small so far. So um, talking to some other friends that do this as a side business also, they mm -hmm. said, you know, it, it kind of turns into um, word of mouth. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing a lot of advertising, putting flyers up, uh, put advertisements in the paper and doing Facebook and mm -hmm. making a web page. And it's just yeah getting the word out and yep. getting people to come to the classes and then, Hey, we love this, you know, mm -hmm. Hey, go check it out. And that's what we're counting on. So the first class that we had, everybody loved it and is talking to friends. Right. Mm -hmm. So it helps. You guys recommend people to bring their own pistols or do you provide some pistols? Um, it's not really a recommendation. If they have a gun, bring it. Bring it, right. Um, we do have some to rent. Me and Bill both have different selections, right. all different sizes and calibers to, right. uh, to fit people. You know. But it's $75 a bullet nowadays. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you that, want to shoot That's ours. the thing that's killing people right oh, now yeah. is the Heck cost yeah. of the ammo. Yeah. And well, just find even finding well, just fi it. Yeah, yeah finding that's, it. That's the biggest thing is finding it because every gun store just doesn't have it. I mean, I, I was, you know, when I took my class, they were they they had a bunch of 22s that they had brought in case people didn't have their own pistol i used my own but um there was quite a few people that didn't have a you know pistol to bring because they hadn't you know they were like i want to get this then i'll go get a gun um 
So they were they, they brought some twenty two pistols, which is a cheap round, but even now you can't find those. Half of our members have been using twenty twos. Yeah, yeah. So that I mean that's what I that's what I've been shooting with is twenty twos because I got a ton of rounds of twenty two. But you know, as far as me and the kids going out, that's why we've been taking the twenty two rifle and the pistol out. There wasn't a forty five in your kids' hand anyway. No, no, that was a twenty two. <laughs> I tell you what, it's a would have been a, a better video of the forty five. Right, knocked him down. I, it probably would have. It probably would have knocked him. He he's nine years old. Yeah, so, you know, it's out there, and it actually was his first time out shooting. So I, I've been hesitant on getting him out there younger. I just had never really felt that comfortable with him at a younger age. And a lot of people start kids off around like six, seven years old shooting. It just, I think, far as like maturity level. Well, was, it worked out for you. Your wife was out of town. Well, that, that helped too. <laughs> but she goes out shooting with with us too, though. So it's I don't. It. You don't want to just throw a forty four magnum or three fifty seven magnum in their hand <laughs> no, for the first gun. No. Which which Here, I don't. Try this. Yeah. Just which, laugh at them. <laughs> which, yeah. Which I don't. I don't have the bigger, bigger caliber guns like that. I I shoot a nine millimeter. Um, I've always had like kind of the um, the thought on like buying when I buy guns, I buy guns to where. I don't have to have 17 different rounds of ammunition to feed my guns to where I, you know, we shoot all nine millimeter, uh, nine millimeter pistols. So that's, you know, I, I won one round. I don't have to go searching for 45s or 44s or 357s. And, and then not to mention the cost was so much higher to where nines were, you know, was rather inexpensive to shoot. Um, you know, and same things with, you know, rifles, whether it's 223 or 308s. You know, that's, that was kind of like my calibers, you know, it's just, you know, when I bought something, it was, it was based off of that. I got a few other, you know, off caliber ones, but it just made, it seemed like it made more sense and made things more easier when you're buying, you know, ammunition and, and guns that just stick, stick to a few different calibers. I just remember the military I and it's just, it still makes me sick to my stomach thinking about it is we were just dumping pallets <laughs> of ammo off the back of the ships as we were coming back from the cruise just literal yeah. pallets of ammo being dumped hundreds of thousands of rounds Whoa. it's crazy just because it was paperwork to sign it all back in oh gosh it's easier to get rid of yeah <laughs> oh, man that's that's rough that's rough especially nowadays well, that's like the, that's the government word well, yeah <laughs> so and, much no more paperwork it's like, yeah. yeah no it's right there it's already paid for why does it matter <laughs> Let's shove it off the back of the boat. I told you guys to shoot more. <laughs> we shot a lot. <laughs> Still couldn't get through it all. Nope. Millions of rounds probably you guys shipped out with, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And what it'd be like to have that kind of stuff in Michigan right now. That's like when I find ammo, I'll buy shit for guns I don't even have. Yeah. I know people who have them. Right now. Yeah. Then I'll, you know, mark it up a little bit. That's, that's nice of you. Cap- really capitalism. Nice of you. Yeah, yeah, that is. Yeah, capitalism is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, what? I know it's it differs for a lot of people. What do you suggest? Like a good solid caliber for a carry gun. Nine and forty-five are the two the NRA suggests. Mm-hmm. I suggest whatever fits your hand and you're comfortable with. Right. So, some women will carry thirty-eights or three-eighties. No, so you call me a woman. Yeah, you are a woman. <laughs> I carry a 380. Yeah. Oh. Well, well, it fits my pocket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a small, small yeah, one. Yeah. It's something the women fit in their purse too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's easily concealed. Like my wife, she bought a 22 and it's it's perfect for her. It fits perfect in her purse. It's when we bought it, the guy's like, You're gonna love that gun. I'm like, What? It's a 22. He goes, It's louder than fuck. <laughs> 
And it, <laughs> it is. It's a loud ass little twenty two. I don't never shot anything that loud. I tell you what, that I so I I think it was last year I bought this one, this twenty two pistol I got. It's a Smith and Weston. It's M P twenty two. Nice little gun. And actually when I was out with Jacob was the first time I actually shot it because that was the only time, you know, I really because I, I was taking my nine with me rather than the twenty two. So that was our first time shooting it. And surprisingly, that thing was it, it chirped pretty loud. I was like, holy shit. And then, oh, put the earmuffs back on. Because I just wanted to see how loud it was. And I was like, holy cow, it's pretty loud. Takes so, a lot of those little bee stings to stop somebody, though. That's the yeah. only problem. Well, it, it is. Oh, it, it does. <clears throat> it does. And, and it's, I guess, something like that. Maybe, you know, it's more of a deterrent than anything. You know, somebody sees that and then hears the crack of the gun. And right. hopefully they get away. But if not, I guess they get. I was told in my class, the Monroe County prosecutor told us, whatever you do, don't shoot them in the back. Mm-hmm. If you do, drag them back in your house. <laughs> That's what the guy told us. I'm like, <laughs> not, not nowadays. Because <laughs> then he also said, he goes, if you happen, if somebody comes in your house and you go through all the stuff, like I got a gun, you know, tell the person. Yep. And he goes, if you kill him on the first shot, unload the rest of your gun in your door around the room i said what he goes yeah you don't want people to know that you killed him on the first shot <laughs> <laughs> that was from a lawyer yeah. <laughs> i'm like okay shake your head because we had a we had <laughs> it's like yeah. that's the wrong thing ever no. no in my class uh it was a michigan state police officer that did the uh the law enforcement part of it and he said you're there to stop the threat All right that's it mm-hmm. he left it at that you stop the threat and people are like well Shooting him in the leg, stop the threat. He goes, no, you yeah. stop the threat. So like we had an older Period. couple. I mean, that's and that's where he left that. You didn't say shoot to kill. He said stop the threat. Yeah. And under stop the threat, it's shoot to kill. Yeah. It's just we had an o- we had an older couple that the, they showed the video of an intruder breaking into a house and the woman shooting the intruder. Well, when the cops got there. They took the lady out of the house and put her in the car for safety. Right. Oh, I, I can't have my neighbor see me that way. <laughs> and the prosecutor's like, all right, they're going to see you in a body bag. Which way do you prefer? Well, I, I just don't know. He goes, well, why are you even in this class? If you can't make that decision, whether it's your life or the person that broke into your house. Yeah, I just don't know. That's all she kept saying. I don't know if I could do this. Her husband's like, I'm gonna shoot somebody. <laughs> they were like, You come in my house, couple, I'm shooting yeah. your ass. Like, you got to have that mindset that it's either me or him. Yeah, we go yeah. over that in the yeah. class. That's yeah. an actual chapter. So yeah. the mindset and absolutely what you're looking for, and then the aftermath of what could happen, mm-hmm. uh, dealing with the police after mm-hmm. the fact and during. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's all covered in the class. Um, we can give it. We give a different perspective too. So. Uh, some of the guys that teach class are just civilians. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we're both law enforcement, me and my partner. So you get our view of things, what yeah. we're looking for when we show up on a scene, um, what we, you want yeah. them to say to a dispatcher. So, mm-hmm. you know, we know what we're coming into and uh, they know what to expect from law enforcement when they arrive too. Right. So there's obviously procedures that the law enforcement have to do after a shooting, whether it's justified or not. Um, there's the insurance companies two minutes mm-hmm. all right well i'll we'll wait come back we'll go to a break quick break go to break we'll and break. uh we'll come back on this question 
make sure he's recording that. Well, we're back. Don't say nothing bad. We're back. Nope. Nothing bad. Nothing incriminating. (laughs) What the... All right, so I was I had a question before we went to break. Um, insurances. Um, you said you didn't know much about the insurances. I know they're available. Um, we have to have them for our LLC, and then we do instruct people that um, they have the option to go buy uh, insurance for themselves. Also, it's mm-hmm. not very expensive. Right. So, USCCA. We're not sponsored by them. We're not necessarily promoting them, but this is one of the top companies that I've seen for years and years and years. Um, uh, I don't know. They call it a CCW membership plus bonus. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. Should you buy it from there? <laughs> they, they don't know. Or they're just going by the NRA's board. Well, I'm yeah. guessing that's what they're doing. But there's a U.S. Law Shield, which I've heard of them before. Um, I've heard them advertise like on Bongino and shit like that. Um but those are the top two companies right there. Um, they're saying there's five best concealed carry insurance top five companies. So there's other ones out there. When I first got my license, I did call my insurance agent and um, asked if um, oh, Farm Bureau. I don't know who you have insurance with. It ain't yeah. with our sponsor. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Not at all. But uh, they they didn't offer anything. There's like the. Um, most places really don't unless you actually that's Wait. what you specify in yeah. you know is that particular thing um but from what i understand it's not a bad thing to do um because they know the cpl laws inside and out and know how best to defend you in that situation to where your typical retainer lawyer mm-hmm. may not know the best routes to take to make sure that you're not incriminated in any kind of way um especially in you know bigger cities that aren't so friendly to you know i don't like insurance companies around here you're more or less just scheduling the gun and putting it on in case something happens theft well yeah that 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 kind of stuff there yeah that which but it doesn't cover incidents no so but i don't know i suggest get insurance yeah cover your ass that's the easiest thing to do so say there's an incident in somebody's house somebody breaks in you shoot what happens from there uh they need to call the police and notify them that there was a shooting um give the description of them the description of the suspect where the weapons are Mm -hmm. or the guns where they are and um be prepared for when the police arrive they're going to give the dispatchers that info and then the dispatchers will relay that to the responding officers Mm -hmm. and just explain the situation enough see i I look at this both ways too i look at as a law enforcement officer i want all the information right and then you look at it as a civilian you only need to know this this and this and then i'm going to talk to my lawyer Mm -hmm. so we kind of teach a little bit of both ways so it it'd just be like okay this person broke into my house he had a gun I shot him. I, I told him I have a weapon. You need to drop yours or leave. Uh, he chose to advance towards me and I shot him. I stopped the threat mm-hmm. and that's all they need to say. Right. What, um, so horror stories I've heard, not that I've ever, ever experienced anything cause I've never had to do anything like that, but of, you know, 
cities where officers arrest the person, the homeowner, and they take him to jail. What's, you know, what would be, I guess, um, what would be the reason behind that for a police officer to do that when, when the, the homeowner felt that their life was in danger? They obviously used the weapon to protect themselves, but yet they get arrested and have charges pressed against them for whatever reason. Why would something like that happen? And what would be the reason, I mean, for, for, that, for that to even be an issue? It depends on the city or the prosecutor. Um, is it a more democratic city, more liberal mm-hmm. prosecutor? I don't really know. It may depend on the, the story that the, the shooter told. Mm-hmm. Um, there may be something questionable in the story. Right. Or if it's um, changed right. a few times. Right. Yeah. yeah so, that. okay. So if something, so, so if there is an incident that happens, um, do you guys typically, you know, obviously yeah, the responding officer gets a statement. Do you guys have another officer come and ask for another statement? Like kind of like try to make sure that, that, that they're telling the same story. They're not changing things. That way you can say, okay, this was lawful, you know, you're probably going to have a, a, the responding officer is going to ask you questions and then you may have the detective come out also. Okay. And so the officer or the detective is probably going to confer with the prosecutor. You know, what do we want to do with this? Do we want to charge him? Do we want to let him go? Mm-hmm. Um, he talks to his lawyer. We question him again the next day or the day after or right. whatever. Usually it takes, I think it's a, a two day sleep cycle or a three day sleep cycle to um, remember everything that happens for law enforcement as well, civilians and military, mm-hmm. you don't remember everything right off the bat, or you may th- remember things wrong. Right. And so after those sleep cycles, you're going to remember all the details that you may not have known then. Okay. But that's not going to affect the outcome of what's going to happen as far as, you know, no, so if somebody would get arrested in that point, it's going to be because there was something obvious that shouldn't have happened that they weren't, that they didn't lawfully use their weapon. Right. Or, or they shouldn't have had a gun. Or, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, th- those are just things that where you always hear the horror stories about people getting, and that's what these insurance companies always, you know, they always put out there. It's like, the, you know, Joe Schmo, he did this, he got arrested, had charges brought against him, and we came in and saved the day, you know, type deal like that. So, I mean. <clears throat> if you're in the right, the investigation should show that you're in the right and right. you're going to be cleared of whatever charges were held right. against you. Unless you got an asshole prosecutor. That's just like, Nope, this is, this is going to be an example made. Right. Uh, and you could still be liable civilly too. So the, the dead person or the injured person is more than likely going to try and sue you, even though they broke into, into your, your house, house and tried to kill you or rape you or do <laughs> yeah. whatever, you know? Yeah. That's, that's one of the unfortunates about our, uh, our court systems that being able to be an option for anybody to have a civil suit brought against you when somebody broke into your house was causing harm to your family or threatening your family. And well, you ended the threat. Right. I mean, that's, I don't know. I, that's stuff there. Like, I don't know. In my opinion, prosecutors or judges is like, no, <laughs> we're not even going to see this case. You know, after seeing everything that was originally done, we're not, no, there's no civil suit here. All right. That's so do you, do you suggest anybody that's willing and able to get a carry permit yeah carry the more people with guns that are legally carrying Mm. and trained properly i think is going to save a lot of other people's lives Mm -hmm. um well it's like the how many months ago was it that gentleman in uh myers got stabbed oh and there was a lady there with a cpl yep Yep. Yep. that uh held him there 
yeah. kept him from running. Right. And she didn't have to shoot him because mm-hmm. he complied with the orders. Right. Yep. That's a big word nowadays. Compliance. Comply. Yeah. Yeah. Comply. Tell the no. concept, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Break the law. And well, obviously they, they weren't complying in the first place with the law because they broke it and you guys had to show up in the first place. But yeah, I don't know. So um, there's a house bill in Michigan that um, has been brought forth. The House of Representatives have voted on it. It's moving on into committee for the Senate. Um, it is allowing citizens to carry a taser. Um, you had stated in a previous conversation that we had um, that a CPL carrier can carry a taser. Yes. So I'm guessing that this bill opens it up to anybody because the age 21 and over is what they're talking about. I'm guessing it's opening it up for anybody to carry a taser. What's your thoughts on that? As far as, you know, any Joe Schmo carrying a taser. They're going to have to know its limitations and its usage. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to have to know how to safely carry it. Uh, it's going to be an issue if they're flashing it around law enforcement. Uh, Cause we go one step up from what somebody does. So that's considered a non-lethal weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, we would respond with a gun, right? Not mm-hmm. a taser because if we're tased and incapacitated, someone can take our gun from us right. and shoot us with it or somebody else. Do you think they would open up more uh, cases of incidences of people just pulling out their taser and knowing that it's not a as lethal weapon as a gun? And you don't think five, six dudes <laughs> drinking one night, like, Hey, well, that's different. Yeah, I mean, that's, 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 you know, that's, that's, that's not, <laughs> you know, yeah. but shit like that, that that'll probably happen. Absolutely. <laughs> and and it, we had talked about that. There was a, uh, I don't know if you remember that prosecutor. I, I want to say it was, it was Georgia or something like that right after the George Floyd thing or something. I, I, I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, the prosecutor had had a case previously stating that, um, that the taser was a lethal weapon because the, the taser was used on a uh, subject that the subject had died from the tasering, had a heart attack, um, which, you know, it's a lot of electricity going into somebody. It could cause a heart attack, but you know, the chances, you know, unless they have a heart condition is kind of low, but he was arguing that it is a lethal weapon and this officer should be prosecuted for using a lethal weapon against this mm-hmm. person. Well, then after uh, there was a, a shooting down there in Georgia, a, a police officer involved shooting that uh, he went on to go in and say that the police officer should only use the should have used a taser rather than a gun, saying that the taser is less less lethal. So eight months ago, yeah. it was lethal and now it's not lethal. So you got those instances there where it's just talking out of both sides of your mouth on that. But, You've you're in the. You had to been tased, right? Yeah. yeah. We don't have to when we go through training, but. Um, you don't want to be the guy that's like, nah, I don't want to do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> after, after after watching like six yeah. other guys, you're like, I ain't pissing my uh, pants. I knew, I knew it was going to hurt. And I didn't want to. <laughs> right. I kind of got called out. <laughs> but you, you've done it and it, it's got to fucking hurt. It does. Yeah. It's the longest five seconds of your life. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> blackout like no you don't blackout you you just freeze up and drop yeah and then once it's over it's just like bam you're right back up like it never happened mm-hmm. right but um what it does to you is since it freezes all your muscles up 
it is like um, you just got done with a super long, hard workout. So after your adrenaline yeah. drops back down, you're like just completely really, wiped out. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't know if I'm a big fan of the taser thing. I don't know. We need to tase you. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tase. I don't know. You, you heard tase it. me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I, I've always wanted to experience, see what it was like. I mean, it makes sure you video record it so we can put it on Facebook. <laughs> but, <laughs> I can tell you that's but, an experience I've never dreamt about. I just, there. I just see this as being something that's, that people are going to get done with. They're going to think it's, you know, oh, it's non-lethal. So I'm just going to, you know, this guy pissed me off. So I'm going to tase him. You know, that, that, that's yeah, the story they're going. They're going to get charged for it. Well, no. and they, I'm sure they will, but I just see this, this higher incidence of, you know, issues coming. Stupidity. Under, yeah. Yes. Of these people being done with these things. And yeah. I don't know. I, you know, I, cause you got to look at, they're yeah. probably going to look at it as brandishing a weapon. Well, absolutely. If you're bringing yeah. it out and you're mm-hmm. yeah. pointing it around. Yeah. Or you got the laser on it too. So you're flashing laser right. on everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's responsible people and there's idiots. You're going to get, right. you're going to get both. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're responsible idiots. I just see a lot of college kids just buying them and like, let's tase each other, yeah, fucking I'm, being dumbasses. And then one I'm of the sure kids happen to have a congenital heart issue. And then you got a fucking dead kid on your hands because they thought it was funny. You know, well, it's the new hazing. You're, you're looking at somebody yeah. that like pacemaker or somebody that has a, well, yeah, a yeah. real issue. Real yeah. issue is where these gonna affect them. Yeah. And yeah. I think that person ha- did have something like that or else they're so high on drugs that that yeah. messes them up too. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we're, we're trained not to shoot. Then you've seen them where, for the trait for the taser. Yeah. So then you've seen the videos where it like doesn't affect them. They're right. so on whatever. Right. Like, what right. the fuck is this guy on? Yeah. I've seen the videos where they like tase them two or three times and guys just do. Yeah. A lot <laughs> of people that are on drugs or yeah. it just doesn't like, affect the them. They'll just rip the, probes right out and keep going all right i'm gonna ask a question it's a tougher one uh if you don't want to answer it you say i respectfully decline to answer this question or not but this is one i came up with um do you think that they will are insane they our federal government will overstep the constitution and attempt to take our gun rights away second part of the question and is what in your opinion would be their reason to take legal gun owners guns away and not criminals because obviously that's where the problem is is criminals possessing that's where the crime comes from people that shouldn't have it do you think they're gonna go and try to take legal gun owners guns away from what you're seeing hearing anything like that as my own private opinion i don't I think they would lean towards that and do as much as they could because they've stated they want to do that. Uh, as far as it being, being pushed through the House and the Senate, I don't don't know that it's going to go that far. So hopefully there's a few Democrats in there holding out that would say... I would no. think so. Yeah. Because, I mean, ultimately, it is it is an amendment, Second Amendment. Obviously, those are pretty tough to overturn, and you'd have to basically overturn it with another amendment. That's not what Biden said two weeks ago. Well, no, yeah, they're not absolute, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. The Bill of Rights isn't absolute. No, it is. It's just you don't think it is because you're you're a communist, mm-hmm. in my opinion. That's what they are. They're all commies. That's what they turned out to be. So they're not, they, they went far beyond progressivism. You know, I, I don't like to call them liberals because 
the true term of uh, of a liberal is one that believes in liberty and they don't believe in liberty so you, you can't call them liberals you can call them leftists progressives socialists commies you know whatever your liking is uh low life of the earth that's typically what i think of them as but uh yeah it, you know I, I just don't you know i just don't see why taking legal gun owners guns away is going to fix the criminal aspect of guns I don't think it is because like the saying is you take the guns away from legal citizens then the criminals are the only ones that have it mm -hmm. what's your thoughts and opinions you don't have to answer this either about like active shooters schools school shooting do should we have a, an officer in the schools uh, we do have an officer in some of the schools yeah. here I, I don't think blissfield does they turned it down no they, they yeah they they were trying to there was um even the village is like, hey, we'll pay half. Of it. Yeah, the village was going to pay for half of it, and the school declined. Um, yeah, we'll get another counselor. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what they did. Because I listened to what one guy talked before, and he's like, you know, he goes, you know how to stop school shootings. He goes, this is my opinion. He goes, fence the schools, have in one way in, one way out. And he goes, you you got you have too many multiple ways in and out of these schools. That's what he, he goes, what did he call it? I can't remember what he called it. A prison? No, but he called it something. And he goes, that word is going to offend too many people. That's why they won't use that word. Like, and it was almost like fortifying or whatever these schools. Right. He goes, and that's, that's how you solve it. You have somebody there at the gate. Nah, you ain't getting in. I'm a, I'm a firmer believer of having a handful of teachers that are willing to do it being trained beyond your typical CPL classes and everything else, but have some really good training mm -hmm. done by local law enforcement, sheriff's department, whoever, you know, hand, obviously you are more than qualified to do that kind of training, but train a handful of teachers in each building that they are carrying and they are extremely well-trained. They are required monthly to go to the range, put somebody down um, and have them people there in each one of those buildings that are, there that way the kids aren't feeling like they have a cop breathing down their neck i know that's one of the arguments they have is that you know we don't want to you know make kids feel like they're you know are being policed in school it's like well you gotta kind of have that you know to an effect i mean because obviously we've seen what happens when they took paddling away from you know teachers or you, you so, get a, a but, damn good fucking officer in there who you've seen the videos where they're high-fiving kids yeah. and shit in class and stuff. Yeah, and it's like, Hey, absolutely. you know, we're, we're friends here. Yeah. Exactly. Let's work together on this. Exactly. But, but I mean, if Blissville doesn't want to have a police officer in school, then train up some teachers. That's the thing. It's up to the school boards. Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe as law enforcement would support having the teachers carry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Cause I mean, they can stop a threat quicker than what a, you know, 15 minute travel time to the school is. Right. I mean, we, we have response training and stuff and we yeah. do have school resource officers that are armed. And so, right. Um, but like you said, not all schools have it. You only have right. a handful here that do. So, I mean, if you guys do need to respond, I mean, you know, you being a sheriff, you're in Adrian, you know, patrolling there, you get a call here in Blissfield, you got a 15 minute drive, you know, sometimes 20 depending on traffic. But I mean, you know, Obviously, you know, one police car, or two police cars from Blissfield here show up, and then you got to have more people responding. You still have another 15 minutes between, you know, Blissfield police arriving and, you know, other people in backup if they're, you know, if they're miles out. Yeah. So, I mean, having, you know, somebody there that's trained and can stop the threat right away, how many lives do you just save? Right. You know, just like, you know, people that are carrying in public, how many, how many times, you know, I mean, I hear it, 
because I don't listen to mainstream media. So I hear quite a bit of it of people stopping active shooters and stuff that, you know, they may, you know, got one or two shots off before somebody drew their weapon and and stopped the threat. You know, it's stories that people don't hear on the media that it's unfortunate because there is a lot of good guys with guns. They just hear shit from the narrative. Yeah. They just hear shit from LeBron James and Maxine Waters. Yep. Yep. Some of these people. Yep. Your feelings on the uh, the stigma of the last couple of years of police officers in this nation being pushed by I'm gonna call them NGOs, non government organizations that I feel that are backed by politicians. Uh, we've kind of seen that with you know the the case out there in uh, Minneapolis last week. We had um, Maxine Waters out there pressing for a, a particular outcome to a verdict. Uh, I believe that's jury tampering, intimidation. Uh, she should be held. Most definitely. They weren't even sequestered. No, they weren't sequestered. sequestered. <laughs> In a case like that, you, uh, you better shut have your everybody. fucking mouth and yeah. let them let the judicial system yeah. work. Yep. But uh, I mean, have you felt anything, you know, in our area since the Floyd thing first first erupted? You're always going to have the people that hate the police, no matter what the um, situation in the country is. Um, Right before COVID hit or right during the beginning of COVID before the Floyd thing happened, we were the heroes, us Mm -hmm. and the fire department and nurses and everything. And then um, once the Floyd thing hit, it's like we're the enemy of everybody all of a sudden. Um, This is a good county. towns villages townships in this county uh they support law enforcement Mm -hmm. and we appreciate them greatly Uh, even adrian well except for nosy asses obviously but yeah for for the most part we we have because i mean we see that shit all the time yeah we have people that'll buy us lunch or dinner or -hmm. or whatever it may be if we're in line somewhere Mm -hmm. um we have people come up to us and thank us want to shake our hands and Mm-hmm. Um, we're very appreciative of it. Absolutely. And sometimes it's still, you know, in the environment going on, like I said, it kind of blows our mind sometimes too. It's like, wow, people still really do care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it means a lot to us. It's, I've, we, I've been, to, we were at Clavon's in Jackson one time. We were sitting at the bar and next to us was these two gentlemen, two black guys. And I, the one gets his wallet out and I see he had his badge or whatever. I, I said, cop. Yep. And he was with the state police. I saw high school. Like I said, you want anything to drink? Oh no, no, no. I got to work later. I said, all right. We got ready to leave, and I said, hey, be safe out there. I, said, I, I don't hear that a lot. Mm-hmm. I said, be safe out there, man. We're we're all people. What yeah. The fuck. Because I, I appreciate it. Thank you. I think that's the aspect of people forget is that you guys are human. You have families. You want to go home at the end of the day, and that sometimes things escalate out of control to where, you know, the non-compliant person isn't complying with orders, things like that. Things escalate, you know, whatever happens in that, in those split seconds to where you guys have to make that decision. It's easy for people to sit there watching on TV and say, Oh, that son of a bitch. He, he, that's murder. That's murder. Not knowing all the emotion, the adrenaline, everything that's happening in that moment and the split second thinking you guys have to make on 
is this guy going to shoot me? Could this be my last moment here? Or, and I hesitate or do I do what I know that I'm trained to do is to stop a threat. And the thing, same thing goes on for a CPL holder is you're there to stop a threat. If the person is threatening you and they're coming at you, trying to take your life, it's either your life or theirs. You have to make that split second decision. We as CPL holders, we don't run into that situation very often. You guys run into it on a possible daily basis. And I don't really think people really understand that aspect as they're sitting there screaming at their CNN TV, you know, fuck the police and kill them all or they all need to die. Not really realizing that you guys are human beings as well and could very well live next door to them. You know, I, you know, it's just, it's aggravating to see, I guess, and to say that that's what you guys have to deal with. It's aggravating having to live through it because mm-hmm. uh, we don't want to be put in those situations either. No, that's not what you signed up for. No, no. I wanted to help protect people. Yeah. Uh, well, they call it serve and protect, you know? Mm-hmm. And of course the people that hate us laugh about that. No, it's not like that. No. Well, we welcome them to come join our reserve forces, uh, come do ride alongs, um, come talk to us come tour the sheriff's department or the police departments. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys still do ride alongs and stuff like that? I think with COVID right now, it's, it's kind of stopped right now. So we haven't had the reserves for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the reserves are still working. They've been helping out at the fairgrounds while they've been doing the, the shots. Mm-hmm. And so um, some of us are, are waiting for them to come back. Welcoming them back. Yeah. yeah. Did you... I don't know if either of you, any of you guys see. Did you see who gave LeBron James advice? China? No. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, Twitter world, it's me, yours truly. Tough morning listening to Fucking all the OJ. that LeBron Le- uh, James is getting. Um, now, this fucker knows how to wield a knife. I'm a fan of LeBron. I admire <laughs> the work that he's done, how he's helped his community, and how he's helped his friends, uh, and how he's been fighting all of these social issues, especially that of. Uh, systemic racism in the legal system and with the police departments around our country. But you can't fight every battle. I got away you know, with murder. You, uh, you got to pick <laughs> your battles. I mean, it's a war that must be fought, but sometimes you need to take your time and be a little more patient before you comment on some of these um, uh, bad incidences that are happening. With <laughs> it's just hilarious that OJ's giving somebody advice. <laughs> uh, and he's not, but the thing is that he's not telling that he was wrong in what he said because he was wrong in what he said. I think he goes on and talks about it, but does he? just the whole yeah. OJ telling people to get the facts. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> OJ Simpson. Uh, the glove don't fit. Yeah. It quit. He got off. He got <laughs> off on murder. Yeah. Because of shrunken freaking leather glove yeah. didn't fit well when you put a, a rubber glove under a leather glove it ain't gonna fit no no well mm. i think we're gonna end it yeah uh thanks for coming in scott yeah um what uh what's the best way to contact you for sign up uh, free classes we are on both facebook and uh the web page uh facebook you can find us uh frogman 5-0 firearms training llc and our website is www. 
Frogman 5-0 Firearms Training LLC.com. All right, Scott, I appreciate you coming in. Absolutely. We appreciate your service. Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. Stay safe out there. Thanks. Um, I think that's going to be on the show. So uh, all things random podcasts can be found on Spotify, Apple podcasts, and Google play and all of the major flat platforms platforms. Uh, you can contact the show via email at all things, random podcast, five one seven at gmail.com. Uh, leave comments, show ideas, guest ideas, uh, or via social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, donate to the show at, uh, subscribe star at subscribe star.com. All things, random podcast or at paypal at paypal.me backslash all things random and until next week well if you need any land and property services done call ryan bates 517-605-8730 and call blissful insurance agency because we're still doing that drawing right yeah i don't think anybody's called nobody wants 50 bucks oh well go hell then (laughs) call blissful insurance agency (laughs) 517-486-4888 i think that's enough eights all right yep see ya see ya Oh,